cut this stuff out. Yeah, we have people we I, confused while we're laughing. I'm actually really <laughs> excited for the champ the divisional round. Why are we throwing are, actually in there? Why was that all adverb deployed? We love football. We clearly because are all in on this. Football is awesome. There, there's not always awesome. Some of the games <laughs> stuck this last weekend, but I genuinely believe these are like hold on, man. Pub were were they football games? Yes. Then they can't stink. Cause I love it. I love it. Come on. Woo. Let's talk about it. Okay. Question one, guys. Bills Bengals, fascinating matchup for a lot of reasons. But it is. I want to ask you guys, how important is this game for how you view Josh Allen? So should we be transparent and point out that Alabaster before the show was like, is this question two first takey? Am I making you guys do something you don't feel comfortable discussing? Because that's how we framed it before we framed it like this. And I answered him the same way I answer all the que all the questions he asks. It's like, I don't care what you ask. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about anyway. And if I don't have anything good to say, I'll just say your question is dumb. Like, stop ruining the recipe. This question is actually good. I like the first question. I like this question. And I think, yeah, it's going to change the way we view Josh Allen. I think that playoff game last year, and I remember saying this then, is – at the end, the winner of last season was Josh Allen. Did you? What happened? You got a power item? Yeah. As, as you begin to talk about Josh Allen's stock, the light in the room is going to reflect how much it's dim. Yeah. Thank you. I like it. So I think at the last year, the winner of last season was Josh Allen. Even in that game that yeah. he lost, we walked away thinking higher of Josh Allen than we had before. That felt like the like lasting memory that he started this season out and that team started this season out continuing to like meet and raise our expectations. And now he's kind of being a better version of who he's always been. Whereas in the past, he was kind of fluctuating between mediocre to good to bad. Yes. Now he fluctuates between great to good to mediocre, sometimes bad. And that's who Josh Allen is, and that's fine. That ain't Patrick Mahomes. I think that's the key. That ain't Patrick Mahomes. Because last year, watching those oh. two go toe-to-head, People had them on the same tier coming into I people, people. People. I didn't say everyone. I said people. It's the Fine, ultimate I'm people. I said move. it. I said <laughs> it. No, I'm well, Josh Allen was the MVP favorite. Head -to -head. Yeah, I mean, you coming actually said that. Right? Did I say that? They, you either go head to head or you go toe to toe. You don't go toe to head. What are we doing well. here? Well, when you're, when you're next to someone who's Josh Allen's size, yeah. it is kind of toe to head. Um, <laughs> nice kick. Uh, yeah, no. It, <laughs> um, that was really how he was viewed. I am not straw manning. He was no. the MVP favorite. Correct. This was the perception. Correct. And I think this season, at it, that right now, Dominique's right. Josh Allen. I think the the feeling about him is sort of it's not. We don't think he was who he was as a rookie. We don't. He, you know, he's not. He he is a significantly better quarterback. He makes incredible plays. However, there is a lack of down to down consistency that, for me, put this game like makes this game. More interesting because, frankly, given the state of the Bengals' offensive line, if Josh Allen was playing like he did at the end of last season or even the beginning of this season, I would say that the Bengals have no chance, honestly. But because he has been so sporadic uh, over the last few weeks and because Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo is so good at game planning for elite quarterbacks, and I do think like, if I had to pick a defensive coordinator who could bait Josh Allen into making the sort of mistakes we've seen lately, it would probably be him. That makes us a little bit closer, and I do think um, this game is going to be like a referendum on his season. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to steal this take from Bill Barnwell. Um, 
But really, again, it, it's a good it, it 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 jives with what you just said though, because the Dolphins basically did a rope a dope thing, right? They were like, "Hey, Josh Allen, do the thing where you try to beat us." And the question now is whether the Bengals and Luana Rumo seems to be flexible enough to do this can also execute something similar to discombobulate him. But the thing mm. about like the original sin of all of this being. Josh Allen is not Patrick Mahomes. I feel like we can even we can even take up that take. We can takeify it by asking, are we sure he's better than Joe Burrow? Like that's the they've never played. They're playing in this game. Like yeah. I think that's actually going to be a conversation after this one too. It feels very basket basketball-y where there's one guy who has crazy great highlights and there's another guy whose game is more consistent, but the highlights are less impressive. Yes. And we're all drawn to the sexiness of Josh Allen's um, big plays. And I do think that this might be the, the hottest take that I'll spit out is Josh Allen playing his very best, I do think is probably better than anyone else's in football, mm -hmm. but he can only reach that like occasionally and that might be like a stretch like his very very best is what we saw in that playoff game last year against the chiefs we haven't seen that from him all that often and the thing that the difference between him and mahomes and burrow is that it seems like they are getting better in holding that higher level if that makes sense so burrow his major adjustment this year is something that's not all that attractive it's not taking sacks and right. so the, the trade-off for that is you're going to get less Joe Burrow explosive great highlights where he spins out of a tackle and makes some big impressive play. But the team overall is better because of it. And you would argue that maybe you wish Josh Allen would learn some of that, but no, Josh Allen is bigger, faster, and stronger. And I'm just like, hey, if you can do this more often than other people, then keep doing it. And mm -hmm. I, I think Mina would probably point to the idea that he refuses to take easy passes and he wants to go deep all the time. He's like the Hulk. Yeah. I, you know, like it's Hulk smash, but then Hulk smash a little too much sometimes. And <laughs> it's been what's happening. Don't and Joe it, Burrow, Hulk, like, not like, introspective. <laughs> Hulk, no check down. Um, Hulk, yeah, no it's, throw it's, bubble screen. <laughs> well, it, it, it's <sighs> I, I, okay. Let me, let me rephrase this and make this about the game. If the Bengals' offensive line was healthy, I would probably yeah. pick them. That's where things are. But they are down three out of five starters. And the last time we saw Joe Burrow, he had a 2.38 second time to throw, and the Ravens still sacked him four times. The Bills' four-man rush without Von Miller has not been great, but it doesn't have to be because this Bengals offensive line is a tire fire right now, which is, it's like, they have better skill players than Buffalo, on I think, on the whole, but it, it might not matter. Right. Because Joe Burrow's not going to have time to throw the ball downfield. And as much as we love Lou Anaromo's um, creativity on defense and disguise and, and game planning, I, I don't think we attribute that same level of creativity to the offensive side of the ball. Because I, when you have these number of playmakers, you would imagine, and I, I guess it's a double-edged sword because I'm also like, yeah, when you have these playmakers, scheme something up for them. But it's also like, we used to talk about this like in high school is, we don't need to call anything fancy when our guys are better than your guys. So it's a tough situation to be in when you yeah. have Jamar Chase out there where you're like, hey, he's so athletic. Let's scheme up something, get open. But also just tell him to run fast, get open, and let's get you the ball. <laughs> and like that feels like the best strategy is hit Jamar Chase on as many slants as possible and hitches and quick outs and screens and just cross your fingers. Put line up Joe Mixon out there. You're going to have a hard time running the ball with that offensive line, have a hard time protecting. Just – Go and steal everything that the 49ers do. Just steal it. 
copy it. Just watch the tape and copy it. Boots, <laughs> deep overs, the type of things that don't take that long to develop and can misdirect the offensive or misdirect the defensive line to keep the pressure off your offensive line. Straight dropbacks. I kind of think of a, a memory of Joe Burrow booting in that offense. He doesn't because he's not under center ever. Like I feel like they use play action that maybe the no, the Bucks are the locust, the second lowest rate in the NFL. Um it's it's just hard to run what they run with this offensive line being as bad as it is. But to to Dominique's point, from the Bills side, it really is just about tackling because that's the Bengals' best chance is that Jamar Chase pops, you know, a seven yard slant that turns into a huge gain. So they just got to tackle him. So what happened last year against Tennessee? As much as we remember yeah. how great this run was for Joe Burrow, he got sacked nine times in the first game. He threw, right. he turned the ball over. He was not very good in that game. But Jamar Chase took some things <laughs> into his own hands and just was better than everybody else. So I'm going to cite at the end here one more Bill Barnwell thing because it's a take that I think is actually a take from the future. Don't roll your eyes, Dominique. Josh Allen, Alabaster, has a chance to become the NFL's Russell Westbrook. We're so close, depending on how this game goes. Turnover-wise, doing the thing that he wants to do, even though it's not the thing to do. A guy who is really good, a mm -hmm. Hall of Fame caliber player, but just can't do it. Stop doing We're that. Close. Stop, stop We're quoting, close. Stop quoting Bill Barnwell, because he didn't say that. I listened to, to your phone <laughs> podcast, and that's not what he said. And if I was Bill Barnwell, I'd be very upset if you, you mischaracterized me like that. I listened to your phone daily podcast and bill barnwell did bring up the name russell that's westbrook right. but he yes. did not say that josh allen was the nfl's version of russell westbrook <laughs> like that's that's not fair the whole, the book on russell westbrook is he's like exciting and fun to watch but you can't win with him nobody thinks you can't win with uh with josh Allen yet yet <laughs> until this game which is very important for how we no one's win. ever going to say that no one is ever going to say you can't Should win with josh allen should Bill Barnwell tax Pablo? Like, I feel like there should be some sort of fee system in place every time he does this. Oh, I guess. Um, Keep track. So, revenue sharing. Pablo, I sort of, against your point, uh, the spread. Against <laughs> whose point? You. I was from, trying to, anyway, I was. Okay, I'm just saying, I, well, the, the betting line moved from the Bills being three and a half point favorites to five and a half point favorites. We've talked a lot about what will happen if the Bills win or lose. But what do you think is actually going to happen in this game? Because obviously the Bengals line is also decimated with injuries. I think the Bills are going to win. I think Josh <laughs> Allen will become the guy. You put a card there that was really interesting, and I think he becomes the third player to lead the league in turnovers, I believe, or the conference in turnovers to make the conference championship game. What posture is this that you have going right now? Um, this is like uh, Larry King, like after dark. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, ties off, like mm. neck problems. Oh, but gosh. definitely still R. R. command. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. I'm nervous about picking this game because I, I, I see it a lot like Mina does. And I was confident in the Bengals. Yeah. Until I saw what their offensive line did last week and then also saw Jonah Williams go down again. And it's really hard for me to imagine that Leslie Fla Frazier and that defense can't make enough tackles. They like, can actually tackle. Like, yeah. I don't think they're the best defense in the NFL, right. but those linebackers are very, very good. And if there's right. a defense that I think can actually stop Jamar Chase from doing what we said, they're one of them. Yeah, I guess that means I have to go with the Bills. Uh, I mean, unless Josh Allen does something ridiculous. I, I just, I only have one. Well, okay, I don't, I don't have like a desire to see any particular team advance, but 
Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes in a dome. It looms. It ooh, looms, guys. Ooh. That is true. That is true. That sounds fun. That does. I mean, in the rematch, like we 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 always try to make up this um this kind of Brady versus Manning remake that or the Young versus Aikman. We always are looking to remake that yep. every time. Like, who's going to? Who are going to be the two quarterbacks that go head to head for a decade? Speaking of uh, Dak nice. Prescott, Brock Purdy. Let's go. <laughs> Man, are we? we uh, yeah, um, yeah. We're talking about Give them next. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Um, I guess about that game. Are the 49ers clear favorites to you over the Cowboys? Yes, no. but you guys are thinking in a way that makes me think that I don't, I'll, I'll start talking to give you some time to text Bill Barnwell and ask him what he thinks. Okay. So I, I, I don't think they're clear favorites in this game. I don't think they're clear favorites in this game. And um, I rewatched the game from last year uh, earlier today and realized that I should be heavy on the 49ers based on the obvious upgrade that they have at quarterback. <laughs> My God, did Jimmy Garoppolo struggle in that winning performance last year. Um, but I do think that... Got the win, though. He's a winner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's a winner. So is everyone else on that Some team. real good impressions from Mina today. We got the Incredible Hulk and who was that? That's, that's the guy in my mentions voice. Oh, Dominique yeah. knows it all too yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I complain about Ooh. my mentions that voice. Um, and I... It, I think the the way that Dak played last week suggested to me that he is like playing at a level and I, I the Bucks aren't good, but he has the ca capacity to lift this team up. I do think the 49ers are obviously better. Um there are answers to the way that you can attack this um 49ers defense. They aren't great answers. They're depleted offensive line last week. The Cowboys depleted offensive line last week. Played pretty well, but they were not going up against the 49ers. So this game I do really feel like it's going to come down to the game planning and the decision making yeah. by uh, Dak Prescott in the game and the decision making by the teams prior to this game to put their guys in the right positions. So I, I favor the minor, the Niners, um, but I do think the Cowboys have a chance. And I think like you can, you can make the case for what that would look like. So I'll try. Um, de defensively, Brock, you know, He's operating a machine right now. He's like, um, you know, like a little guy in a mech suit, kind of <laughs> like yes. just in there pulling the levers. Um, and then occasionally he tries to like kind of do his like get out of the mech suit and do his own thing. And sometimes it it works like when he you know you drop that pass. But he hasn't faced a pass rusher or a pass pass rush like the Cowboys. He hasn't faced a pass rush like Micah Parsons. I think that was something that really jumped out to me looking at the Niners stretch of games with him is he played mostly bad defenses to be honest yeah. and he does have some issues with pressure uh, and managing a pocket so while Kyle Shanahan did build this beautiful mech suit um there is a chance that the little guy inside of it might you know yeah. tilt it over uh, at times uh because of some of the things that the Cowboys are capable on defense then on the other side of the football um, you know, we are coming off of Dak Prescott's like maybe best game as a pro. So that's obviously fresh in mind, but there are certain things I think you have to do to beat this Niners score on this Niners defense. You have to have a quarterback who can move, who can throw on the move and also move. Um, you have to be able to have executing a horizontal run game, I think. And then you have to be able to attack deep, particularly the deep middle of the field. Dak Prescott can do all those things. 
So I'm not saying that, you know, like I said, I understand why San Francisco is a favorite, but you can make a case, a realistic case for the Cowboys, aside from the fact that they can't make extra points of field goals. That's going to be a problem. (laughs) He loves the middle of the field, sometimes to a fault. And I I do think you're right. When I was watching all the teams that had success against the 49ers, I was surprised to see how much, uh, because all the numbers suggest like you got to go deep and attack the outside but the teams that had some consistent success moving the ball, it was attacking over over the over the ball, attacking those linebackers, which are freaking great. So, yeah, no, it's interesting, right? So, um, sorry to interrupt you, Pablo. No, no. Uh, so I had um, Ollie Connolly on my podcast, Media Comp featuring Lenny, this week, and he was talking about how the Niners linebackers are so good, but they play with such space between them and the safeties. There's so mm-hmm. much depth, and then the Niners safeties are also good, but they kind of take the cheese a little bit and they can be a bit over aggressive. And that is something I noticed as well. in like the Raiders game in particular, like, Oh, you can throw that ball. And Dak Prescott has never seen a tight window throw up the seams that he did not want to thread a ball into. <laughs> that man has never done it. Uh, the, um, I think it was a couple years ago, Mina, you and I had a conversation about how training camp influences teams and their offense and defense. And I think it was about the 49ers. We were having this conversation a few years ago about how it's probably likely that a lot of the things that um, Kyle Shanahan develops are like through training camp. And it seems like he loves to attack the middle of the field. And it just feels like that's what happens. It's like their offense right now, the um, 49ers offense looks exactly like an offense you would want to use to beat the 49ers defense. Like this horizontal <laughs> running stuff and these attacking deep over the middle field and short passes to um, your big playmakers and boots to get away from all that stuff. I'm watching it. I'm like, man, Dak, you should do that. Or Wait, I like put it in I like that Kyle Shanahan is also in part now like a politician who is projecting accusations upon his opponents that he himself knows would be vulnerable to. Like the idea that Kyle Shanahan, well, with, with the Brock Purdy thing, right? I do want to understand that because um, I understand that he tends to leave the pocket sooner than I think people would like. But there's also this statistic that Alabaster threw down there, which showed that he had zero turnovers under pressure on like almost yeah he should years. have more I'm, I'm gonna stop that right now so that stat is bullshit the stat, <laughs> he Nina, should have more because his own two eyes are the is the stat i will reference <laughs> only i'm allowed to do that you can eyes. do that dominique cannot uh, do. Oh, i went underneath i, I went underneath that, baby i went underneath i went underneath that, that man should have turned the ball over <laughs> more than he has for the, this season. for the podcast audience i'm underneath was, baby i'm underneath <laughs> he was putting it in harm's way in the first half against the seahawks and and um, I, it was the Seahawks when they were in cover one, he didn't see the Robert like three times. It was almost, it was cute. It was like a Jimmy Garoppolo homage, but <laughs> I, 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 I'm telling you, he, he wants to turn it over. He, I like him better than Garoppolo. I think he plays mate. Don't yell at me. Niners fans, all of that. However, he wants to turn it over. And I do think it really starts up front with the Cowboys in terms of their pressure. They can force him to make some bad decisions. Do they? Now they're going to have a lot of trouble stopping the Niners offense in other ways. Everything we've been talking about. But I do think that the pressure can be a problem. PFF has like a a should have be should have been intercepted stat. Like we should turnover worthy. Yeah, that that should be included in these things because that is pretty misleading. The other thing that I want, since we're making up stats, is I would like a stat for defensive backs for EPA avoided. Like, what would the EPA have been if this Ooh. pass was caught? You know? Yeah. Because, you should like, get more it, credit for, like, breaking looking, up a pass yeah. 20 yards downfield. When I'm looking than, at, like, EPA, like 
when I'm looking at the the play by play and looking at the EPA in a specific situation, like that is yeah. not the the breakup, the truth for the past breakup for how valuable it is doesn't take into account what was avoided. And I would like that. I demand that. Well, Texaco I mean, Barnwell. Also, like sacks are like as high as it gets I'm for it because you're you go, you're gonna that. derail a drive completely. Right. Obviously, interceptions more with a sack. So like that's another thing. I feel like there should be like a catch-all defensive stat kind of along lines. Where this is really going in a dirty direction. Sorry. I don't care. I don't, that's cool. I'm not getting paid extra for this, so why not have fun? <laughs> talk about stuff we want to talk. You about. just gotta if you're gonna make up a stat, you gotta demand that it's named after you, Dominique. Come on, <laughs> no, I'm good. Fox, like an acronym, Foxworth. I'm good. I didn't name my own children after me. I don't want a stat named after me. It's ridiculous. Um, all right, let's go to the NFC East in this matchup. How much of a shot do you give the Giants to upset the Eagles? This feels like a health question, no? Like, how much is the Eagles' offensive line actually healthy? Is Lane Johnson going to be there and mm. looking like Lane Johnson? Is Jalen Hurts' throwing shoulder going to be as it was, you know, mm. like Speaking deeper of into the past? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's reasonable. I also think that the Eagles are going to win. I just watched week 14 and the Eagles are a much better football team. Now that the Giants team did not have some players on defense in particular, Leonard Williams, Xavier McKinney, Dory Jackson, but the Eagles didn't have Dallas Goddard and the Giants cannot defend tight ends. Dominique, we talked about this and you Mm -hmm. saw it play out in the Vikings game. They they didn't have Dallas Goddard and they still killed them last time. Um, I do think there are some levers that the Giants can pull, specifically running Daniel Jones more, which is the thing they didn't do the first time these teams play. This Eagles defense has been a little bit better against the run, but they're still bad, and they really can't stop running quarterbacks, 30th in EPA per play. Um, But I can't help but feel like, Dominique, let me know what you think. This Giants team has been impressive. They are not fraudulent. There's like legitimately good players, but it feels like people are overreacting a little bit to them playing the Vikings defense, which is god-awful. Yeah, yeah. You know how I feel about the Vikings defense. And, yeah, I think you're right. And uh, the coaching situation in this game, I think Brian Dayball is probably going to get coach of the year. And, I I mean, I think other people could get it, but I don't think that it's wrong. Like, yes, you deserve coach of the year for it, which you've done with this Giants team. That's fine. But I also think he's going to get outcoached in this game. Not because he's not a smart enough coaching mind, but because he's got less tools in the tool belt. And, like, if you are reliant on uh, – a group of receivers who I think are Isaiah much, Hodges. How dare you? I mean, no, you? no, no. They're they're much Hodges. better than I think their name suggests, but they are not like really difference makers. Well, <laughs> you know, so here, here and here's the thing though: they're those receivers are good against soft zone coverage. That's where so that's I think where that's I'm going. A, Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, no, no. The same thing you no, and I. That's good. Why is Pablo even here? Gross. Dude, it's like a podcast. <laughs> um, and so like that, I I think that they could have. Here. They could they could have um, success against the soft zone defense. But that's why I say I think they might get out coached because if I'm coming into this game, like Bradbury and Slay. Man up. Oh, my gosh. They're better than that. Your corners are so much better than their wide yes. receivers. Yes. Don't Thank you. Play scared. man coverage. Man up. Press yes. them. Load the yes. box for Saquon yes. and for Daniel Jones, the running Preach. attack that they want to do. Fourth, if they're going to win – Force Isaiah Hodges to win in man coverage 
over and over and over again. So, if he catches one, so what? Do it again. And they, they can. They did it against the Vikings. The just to bring this full circle. Do you remember that? Darius Slade came out and they're like, he's going to man up Justin Jefferson. And he was amazing. Guess what the Giants don't have? Justin Jefferson. This is not hard, y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah. you have the best, one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL. Yeah, I you mean, can, that's... That'd be my strategy. It's like zero blitz yes. or not. You don't even have to zero blitz. You could just load the blocks and play straight man, or you could do a fire zone. Like you should not be expending. Dare any... them to beat you yeah. downfield. Don't expend any extra resources Dude. doing anything other than stopping the running attack. Daniel Jones put up like great numbers against Minnesota. He averaged 5.9 air yards per attempt. Exactly. You <laughs> cannot let him just slowly like dink his duck his way up and down the field. So for the podcast audience, Mina and Dominique have basically been enacting what it's what I imagine like at uh, a church that likes to call and response. Just a lot of arm waving. I think Mina fainted at one point yelling about um, air yards. So Alabaster, you want to talk to me at least while they talk to each other? Uh, I mean, I was going to ask them because I, <laughs> I want to know if there's any shot that the Giants can just sort of bully their way into having a running game. I think they but can then run I, on them. Yeah. I do think that even if they stack the box, I still think like Daniel Jones presents such a unique challenge as a runner. And the Eagles really have struggled to stop that. So. Agreed. But this goes back to like midseason. I was getting frustrated with people who were like the Achilles heel oh, of I the know. Eagles. You're, this is your favorite thing. Is, I know. is running matter. the ball. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Please Fine. run Fine. the ball. Go ahead. Yeah. Get five yeah. yards of yards. pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get five yards of pop. You'll get a few first downs. Eventually you'll get tackle for a loss and you'll but, punt it to us. The other thing, and to bring it back to Pablo's point is a holding call, something will happen. It is possible that Jalen Hurts is his name right now. Like we we have he didn't wasn't like he wasn't running in week eighteen when he played, didn't have to, you know, whatever. But when yep. these teams played, the, it was the Giants had nothing to play for. I am very curious to see what he looks like as a runner, how aggressive they are using him as a runner. Um, I think that's something the Giants will try to test early yeah. on, and they're going to try to get hands on him pretty quickly. Can I just for one second go back to the man versus zone conversation? The reason why this matters in ma aggressive man and even press man, the reason why this matters is you can get open because you're crafty against zone. Like being fast and being quick yes. is, is part of it. It helps, of course. But well, also like being alert is really helpful. And that's something you can study. That's something you can prepare for. When you ain't strong enough, you ain't fast enough, you ain't quick enough, man coverage is a problem and your quarterback's not accurate enough. Like you are asking them to like outplay you rather than out scheme you. And they don't got the guys to outplay you. If you type crafty into NFL.com, picture of Richie James appears. <laughs> like this, like Isaiah Hodgins is their biggest guy and he, he can go get open and separate. But you're okay manning up this receiving group, Darius Slayton. I like them a lot, but again, yeah. this is it's so clearly the right approach in this so, game. Speaking of Googling things, um, Hodgins or Hodges? What are we Hodgins. going with? It's Hodgins. Hodgins. Yeah. Hodgins. Yeah, definitely. Hodgins, yeah. yeah. What are we going with? Now, <laughs> this is me. Now, now, the most I thought we were thing, on a team. Sorry. The most important thing, I think, for them in this week of practice is figuring out what they're going to do against those man beaters like Mesh or Stacks, like the sort of things that they are. And you can – the press man and stack, Stacks can take the low receiver immediately upon press. And it's like – it's counterintuitive, but it works. In and outing, like all those things. Have all those things ready. All week in practice, you practice them, you switch them up so that they cannot be prepared for them. Right. And that's what you should be doing 
all game long because once you do it the first quarter, they're going to switch. They're going to gonna adjust. This right. is a very good coaching and then, staff, yeah. and they're probably practicing in anticipation that the Eagles, right. having been mutable this season, actually might mix things up, right. unlike the Vikings. So that's why you have multiple I'm ways. so and- mad at the Vikings defense. <laughs> yeah. <And this laughs> that is, has to be one of the, like, um, I just – yeah, it's not edge it. NFL breakdown, so I won't get into what all that stuff means. But be ready for the man beaters. They're coming. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Definitely um, not right, guys. anything gross when I hear man beaters. <laughs> uh, two minutes. Rapid fire on this one. Oh. Uh, can, okay. can you envision a scenario where the Jaguars beat the Chiefs? No. <sighs> I mean, I can envision it. It yeah. looks like. I envision a lot of things. I envision a world free from political corruption. A world Did you not hear is... the two minutes part? Oh, that was okay. uh. <laughs> sorry that the world is more important than the stat Nina was going to give us. No, it wasn't a stat. In this world, uh, Trevor Lawrence plays the way he has for most of the last part of the season. They've figured out how to use Evan Ingram in a way that they didn't the last time these teams played. Doug Peterson is a really good game planner. Doug Peterson also is crazy in the best way. Like the, when these teams played, I forgot this until I rewatched. He did an onside kick to open the game. <laughs> that is the kind of stuff you have to do as a head coach to beat that. the Chiefs. And not a lot of, you know, we're talking about Doug Peterson, went for two down four. Like he will go for the edges that make it more likely to be close than if some lame coach was that coach the jacks it's possible but unlikely i mean, yeah, I mean NFL team. Chiefs, yeah. eight yeah. and a half point favorites the biggest favorites of the weekend yeah I'm, I'm i'm inclined to envision um a pretty straightforward first take topic after that one is patrick mahomes better than lebron that's right <laughs> oh the last one is a game that we are not going to play we're gonna play it i think why are we playing the game do you have, do you have time for the game alabaster yeah i mean oh, I, thought okay. you were, I thought you were leaving Oh, I do have to leave. Yeah, I yeah, got to go right. get my tooth fixed. Yeah, no all time right. for the game. Yeah, Played all this with a podcast t- audience, you don't get to see it. Better get on YouTube. All right. Bye, guys. Tom Brady or George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, it's the obvious answer is Aaron Rodgers, but how could you put George Santos in there and think Pablo's not going to have a field day with it? I was, I was hoping for George Santos or Tony Dungy, and oh, I got one of the two. Um, oh, gosh. Find, I mean, do we want to play? Do we play anything to validate that it's Aaron Rodgers being allegedly misinterpreted? Um, but you got to win MVP again in the right situation. Um, right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. I mean, look, he was asked directly about his personal capabilities. And so I get that he said this. I also get why Gronk, I guess, got real, um, got real agitated about yeah. putting the self over the team. Nonsense. You're shaking. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why people are upset. The other part of the reason why people are upset is because he's like holding the Packers in limbo. Like he's not showing full commitment to a team that has shown him some level of commitment by giving him a big contract. But I I mean, I'm less bothered by this because we've talked about this a bunch about the business of football. And it seems to me that Aaron Rodgers has never been more clear eyed about where his leverage lies and his leverage lies with his talent and with uh, the amount of money they're paying him because of his talent. And if you listen to the whole clip, he talks about all the players that he kind of requires them to bring back, which maybe you could argue is not going to make this a championship level (laughs) team, but I don't care. I like it. I'm a fan of uh, taking care of your guys. And I'm also a fan of treating the organization with the same cold business uh, mentality as they treat the players. So this doesn't bother me. Sorry, Gronk. 
Yeah, I have no, I have no beef with Aaron Rodgers in terms of him saying this in response to this sort of a question. I just think it's funny that he took ayahuasca to like experience ego death. And I just, I just, I just have a take that I want to establish here on this television show that is um, digital. Aaron Rodgers didn't do enough ayahuasca. Sorry, <laughs> like he just didn't do enough. Should have yeah, done more. Right. Ego very alive. It's fine. But he did yeah. the thing to kill it, and it's clearly as strong as ever. Yeah, his, his ego is not. Yeah, the, just the the way that he delivers it too, just like makes me feel like he thinks he's better than all of us. It's really hard. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Reading reading what Aaron Rodgers says <laughs> is a lot more likable than, than listening <laughs> to what Aaron Rodgers says. In that way, he is kind of like George Santos, actually. <laughs> Let's do it. Who's George Santos, great, great on camera. The sweater. <laughs> Like the fake glasses, like those fake glasses NBA players used to wear. Yeah. You know? Oh, gosh. Used to wear. Yeah. Um, one more quote. Um, I go in to visit Ty Lawson and them. Tyler Han- Hansborough's got his own section of him and his homeboys. I'm the recruit. I walk up and say, what's up? He's like, I don't talk to recruits. I'm like, F you. I ain't coming here. That's effed up. That effed it up right there. And your choices are Blake Griffin, Derek Rose, John Wall, or Johnny Flynn. Or Derek, I reg- George Santos. I, <laughs> I regret to inform Alabaster, Dominique, that he's not going to get the role. He's not being cast as John Wall. Sorry. <laughs> that line read, not necessarily capturing the yeah. character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is John Wall. I saw this clip on the interwebs, and I, that wasn't even John Wall's best like quote. The quote that was the best was where he was belittling former teammates. And then uh, the teammate then came back saying, I thought we was cool. Yes. That, yes. I don't even remember the player's name. Which I don't only either. drives home John Just, Wall's Justin point. Patton. Justin oh, Justin Patton. Patton. Yeah, yeah, so that. Justin Patton. <laughs> I appreciate athletes in their honesty. This is a pretty, I mean, I guess that was when Tyler Hansborough was at his peak. Oh, but yes. the idea that Ch- Tyler Hansborough is like, like big boy and people to me seems outrageous. I do remember when he was great at UNC, but very did big he win, boy. Did he win? Um, he was there. He was there all four years, right? Yeah, I yeah. It's so. hard. It's hard for me to imagine a college basketball player playing college basketball for four years and still maintaining an enormous ego. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very weird to me. Like. The best players don't even go to college, and if they do, it's for a hot second because they have to. Yeah, so, he did. He did play all four years. He was like one part. of the best players in the country. I mean, look. And by the way, Tyler Hansborough, Dominique, to to uh, I guess defend his honor. I guess he denied it. Tyler Hans. Everybody in this story has a podcast. Incidentally, this is Theo yeah. Pinson, former Carolina guy's podcast that John Wall was on. Tyler Hansborough, who has a podcast, was like, "No, I never did that." These are again, yes, Santosian lies that are being spun. Um, such a weird thing to lie about. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, if, did you confuse Tyler Hansborough for someone else? Like, is that possible? Which would be very funny, honestly. If John <laughs> Wall, this whole story was him not remembering Justin Patton or anyone else. <laughs> oh, poor Justin Patton. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, Alabaster. So I, if you guys listen to more of this, so did you have any other favorite John Wall quotes? Because he also said that LeBron and the Cavs are afraid of him. He, he oh, beefed with James Harden because James Harden didn't go to his introductory press conference in Houston 
because he went to Lil Baby's birthday party. <laughs> he uh, claims that he mentored Jalen Green and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. to not be chuckers or, the, or they'll be out of the league. He went at the Wizards for trading him in the first place. This was like a tour de force of like, sort of irrational. I, I heard the Wizards. I heard the Wizards one, and he, yeah, he accused the Wizards of lying too. So it feels like you're making the argument that maybe John Wall <laughs> is just a loose cannon and he's not being honest about this Tyler Harrisborough story. I choose to believe that Tyler Harrisborough story. The rest of those stories, I don't know. I'd like to believe all of them in order to formally invite John Wall to come on Debatable. It seems like you'd have a real fun time just giving takes without any fact-checking repercussions of I, any I, sort. I don't want to meet John Wall because I'd be scared 20 years from now about how he told everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> to him. <laughs> Uh, cool. Check. Did it! Yes. We're done. All right, Pablo, go to sleep. Our teeth are. Right, why did I curse at the end? Almost curse at the end. You did. Fudge. Our teeth, Our teeth are, are fudgy. fudging intact, unlike Mina. Love it. Bye. There it is. I need to brush my teeth. <laughs>